You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song, bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of Babes on Broad. Week number two, I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. And we're back to talk all things Philly. We're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can find our podcast on BGN Radio on iTunes or type in Bleeding Green Nation anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll be able to find us. Easy enough. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. And then my personal Instagram and Twitter is at SamWills18. And then Jess is at run this town with an e13 on twitter and at jessica underscore town on instagram i got it memorized you got it yes yes Nailed it. and then you can also now we have merchandise because we're official babes on broad merch you can check out our store on design tree that's dsgntree.com slash babes on broad and get yourself some merch to rep us and be part of the babe squad we have which is Babe sweet. Squad shirts, which is awesome. I know. That's cool. You can get our logo or you can get Babe Squad shirts. Yeah, which I think I love. we said it like once at the end of last podcast and it took off. So it became a thing. That's awesome. I liked it. Shout it, out to us. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. My brother actually, he texted me from being abroad in Italy and was like, I'm going to need two of those Babe Squad shirts for me and my roommate. And I'm going to need you to send them right on over here. I love it. I'm like, done. I will do that. Done. Yeah. So props to you, Design Tree, because I love those. Yeah, they're great. Absolutely fantastic. So yeah, definitely go on, buy those. And they also have tank tops and yeah, women's yeah. cut sh- t-shirts too, and regular hoodies, t-shirts and hoodies. Perfect for the uh, the season coming up. Yeah, it's chilly outside yeah. right now. I know. It I is mean, it's cold. like 70, but like to me, that's chilly. I, I know. Don't, I'm I don't still, like I'm not giving up to the flip-flops yet. Not giving it up. I, I don't love want to. flip-flops. Yeah, I like flip-flops. Mm-hmm. I like flip-flops. I like my like sundresses. I like wearing shorts. I like tank tops. I like being in a bathing suit by the pool, but that's so that's going away soon. Yeah, welcome to PA. You'd yeah. think we'd be used to it. Yeah, I still hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like my two options for college were University of Tampa and University of Delaware, and I still don't know why I picked Delaware. I love Delaware, but like I, winter, miserable. Tampa's nice. Yeah. Dion was there. That's nice. Yes, yeah, I would have, yeah. it would have been nice and warm all the time. Want to know Easy a place, drive to Disney. A place <laughs> that is warm. But still sucks. Where? Atlanta. That's so true. They don't you know what to, they don't know what to do when it gets cold there. They got like a half yeah. inch of snow last year and like had to shut the entire city down. I know. I feel like a bunch of losers. Virginia and down, they get like a dusting and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Shut I remember city. Joe was in DC for college and he would like there would be like two inches and it'd be like, ah, cancel everything. <laughs> in Delaware, there's like six and they're like, ah, you can make it to class until at least five o'clock. Yeah, it's I went like to school in Central PA, so... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like they don't big, heavy-duty face masks, and yeah. you're still going to school. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, They absolutely don't care. They think it's fine. But you're right. The one place that it's hot and does suck all the time is Atlanta. Yes. Okay, so. let's talk about the not-good dirty birds. <sighs> let's talk about it. The dirty birds. Oh, my yes. God. I, I, How embarrassing is that? I nicknamed, I nicknamed this game two phrases that sum it up. The drop and the stop. Please catchy and it explain it. it. it Tell us why. Nelson Aguilar. That's where it started. It's where it started. It's a shame. Yes. Late in the fourth, down the field. How many yards was it? Fifty-four. It would have. It could have gone for like sixty. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. It was was deep. Yeah. It was. And right in his hands, he's he claims the lights 
were in his eyes. But I think because he had like three guys, he had a guy coming from the side. I think he honestly was protecting his ribs. He got scared. Yeah. He didn't want to take a shot. I think that isn't one of the reasons for it that has been discussed. It's all been going back to early in his career. It's all been he lost it in the lights or, you know, it just hit him in the hands. It was that type of game. I don't think anybody really took into consideration the fact that he got rocked earlier. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was being evaluated for a concussion. He took that shot to the ribs, too, and he saw that safety coming over the top, and, you know, he didn't want to just get... It, it reminds me of that scene in Invincible, you know, when Mark Wahlberg's running down the sideline, and he gets absolutely plowed yeah. out of nowhere. That that wasn't scripted. That was an accident, and they kept it in the movie. <laughs> but, like, that's exactly what I think, like, Nelson yeah. was seeing happen. And especially, we always talk about... Deshaun Jackson had that one really awful concussion before he was cut the first time here before he was cut he had that one really awful concussion and he was never the same coming over the middle again Mm -hmm. he used to be fearless coming over the middle but he just got absolutely destroyed that one time and he was scared after that and there were those balls over the middle that he would bail out of that he should have had because of that now I don't think Nelson bailed I think he just panicked and used his brain like I think what he was doing is instead of like actually focusing on the ball he was like side eye yeah seeing the guy coming you know what I mean yeah distracted it, it, yeah it was it he there were a lot of things going on and I mean it was it was pretty much par for the course for this game yeah it was absolutely par for the course and and you know I think that I mean and obviously you know short memory he didn't let it affect him mm-hmm. he caught that 43 yeah. yard pass on fourth and 14 um and then you know one more par for the course Zach Ertz just being inches shy of where he should have been and that is the that stop game. That is the oh, that is the stop. I like it. That is the I, stop. I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking. My brain wasn't working. I was. I don't know what. <laughs> I was like, like I went there. I was like, what? Who stopped? Who when? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, that makes yeah. sense. That's, yeah. No, that's good by I'm you. Clever. I like that. I know. You're very I'm taking, taking credit for that one. You should. Yeah. That's very creative of you. But yeah. I, it, the reason that it it sucks as bad as it does is because that's exactly how they lost to Dallas here last year. And it was one of those things that it was the same exact player, 95% positive it was the same route. And he was just shy again. And it was one of those things where you left with the lead, the defense can't hold him, you have to come back in there and lead a drive for to, you know, to win yeah. the game. Obviously, there was a lot of time that would have been left on the clock if they still would have done that. You know, there was a chance for the Falcons to, you know, kind of do mm-hmm. something there. But, you know... It, it, a guy like Zacherts, a veteran guy like Zacherts, who a big guy like Zacherts, a big guy like Zacherts, but also a guy who the the yards after catch thing eludes him. It, it doesn't <laughs> exist in his world. But, so that's what I'm saying. Like, why not? Okay, so you set up. Why not set up a half a yard farther? Oh yeah. Why no. exactly on the mark so that when you get hit when you're catching it, it pulls you forward. The break in that route needed to be a foot further. A foot. A foot. Literally. A, liter- a foot. It it was inches. So close. And it just, it was, <laughs> watching it, you're just like. Uh, it was one of those uh, things I wanted to argue with the call so bad and be like, you're wrong, refs, you're terrible. But then I saw it and like they did the replay and I was like, gosh, they're right. You're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. And meanwhile. Like, I wanted to blame them. I could not. And that game went so late. So it was like 1145 and I'm like. I want all of my energy to be angry right now. And I was just like, I got to go to bed. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't even have time to be angry about this. I'll be, I'll worry about being upset about this in the morning. From start to finish, right? That game, I mean, nothing was going the Eagles way. And it was no fault of anybody but themselves. Like, it it was all their fault. I'm not blaming that on anybody else. And maybe the medical staff. We'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) it was just one of those things where you watched every single bounce Every, everything went the opposite way. And it wasn't even like the Falcons were overly lucky and getting things in their favor. It was just the Eagles were that bad. And there were yeah. so many opportunities for them to capitalize on Atlanta's mistakes, but they kept compounding the mistakes of their own. Um, you know, it, it was a different story in the second half, and that's kind of the, you know, where maybe we should start kind of breaking the game down is start with Carson Wentz. You know, a, another game, a tale of two halves, right? Mm-hmm. So. He starts off first half. He's six for 16, 47 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a passer rating of 6.7. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible to have Is that it, low I know. passer rating. I honestly, I don't understand how they calculate that, but it's crazy. Insane. So then he comes back out in the second half. 
14 for 17, 121 yards, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 115.9. Who is this quarterback we have? Who is there? It? There was one good quarterback highlight in the first oh, half. Sensational. And that was McCown coming in. He had a nice drive. But then what do you think about them putting Carson in right away? I was all right with it. I was all right with it because here's the thing. I saw a tweet that said someone tweeted Carson Wentz wasn't about. It said something like Carson Wentz saw Josh McCown go out there and knew he wasn't about to get foals again. And I was like, yo. So I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I full on understand. I think it. I guess it's good on the coaching staff, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, because then it shows they trust him. Yeah. And this is this is kind of the thing that I've been saying. To, uh, I've been talking a lot this week about the trust in Carson Wentz. And, you know, I, I think it's really important that they put him back out there and just make us continuously make that statement, because I think it's important for the organization. I think it's important to the fan base. But I also think it's really important to Carson, because I think a lot yeah. of the things last year were Carson not being right physically after the knee, worrying about it too much, not being right mentally, thinking about it too much, knowing the brace was there. But also there's this little thing in the back of your head going, I mean, I got us to halfway there, but I, there was another quarterback that came in and actually won the damn Super Bowl. And he's yeah. standing right there on the sideline, and 50% of this fan base still thinks he should be the quarterback. That's a lot to think about. Well, and then also, it's not really like, I guess, I don't know, it's not really like he's proven throughout his career that he's – that guy that your team can't make it without Carson Wentz, right. you know? So I think that puts a lot of pressure on him, too, because back in college, he did the same thing. He was injured, and then you come in, and he'd want, he won when he was in, right. which is good. But he was never the guy that they needed to rely on yeah, and to build his confidence. It's the non-clutch argument, too. It's, yeah. it's all of these different things go into it, and it's it's – you know, it's really important for Doug Peterson and the Eagles to continuously show Carson how much they trust him and how much they believe in him. And obviously, like, giving them him the extension is one of those things that does it. But co- that constant reassurance, I mean, just because he's a pro athlete doesn't mean, like, he doesn't need reassurance at, yeah. some, at points like the rest of us, right? Like, we all look for, you know, you can say what you want. <laughs> Everyone in the world looks for reassurance yeah, at some point or another. And just because he is a star quarterback in the NFL making – X million dollars doesn't mean that he's any different. You know, there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into this game too. And I think that making sure that they continuously put, put the ball in his hands and tell him, we trust you go make the play is really, really, really important. I agree. My heartless side before you said that, you turned me over. I was like, oh, my God, this guy sounds like a needy boyfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to reassure and tell him he's good and all that. And But it's like – But it's, at the same time, I understand. Yeah, like, that's a lot of pressure. And then in Philadelphia alone, like – Yeah. So I understand. And the Folesian society, as we call it, at yeah. 975, like, they're harsh. They're harsh and, and they're, they're – unrealistic. Yeah. It's So it's, it's really difficult to deal with and – you know, as much as you want to block it out, tune it out, not deal with it, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it. So obviously, so he's already dealing with this. And then, you know, there's the there's the Joe Santaliquito article that comes yeah. out. And there's all of that, too. So it's like one thing after another. For this guy who's one of the sweetest human beings say, on planet Earth. a sweet, sweet man. Such a sweet man. Such a just a genuinely good person, mm-hmm. a top-notch competitor, will put his body and anything else on the line for his team to win. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much, <laughs> and yeah, we'll get into that. But for him to constantly be attacked by media, by fans, for in favor of Nick Foles, for, you know, X, Y, and Z, all of that, no matter how much you want to just close your door and block it out, it's going to get in. I agree. And, you know, especially when they had, a, a, I guess, you, I mean, to a point you could call their season season last year a little bit disappointing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's really, it's hard to n- not get frustrated by that. So I think, obviously, moving on from Foles was necessary from a financial standpoint, but also for, 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 Carson. for the good of the team and Carson. Yeah, like to show this is your team, it's not your team, and then, okay, if you mess up, we have Foles and it'll become his team. No, this is Carson's team. Right, and I also think that part of it is, you know, part of part of Doug Peterson's job is to be like, hey, we're going to put Carson Wentz back in there to finish this drive because I'm not about to deal with this storyline on Monday either, you know? That's true. And I think, you know, w- one of the biggest question marks about it is, you know, he he was on the sideline looking at, you know, the 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 tablet with Nate Sudfeld, with Doug Peterson, with Mike Groh. They spent all this time down there, and all of a sudden their drive's about to start, 
And that's when an NFL rep comes down and says, oh, we need to check him for a concussion. Yeah. It took too long. And that's what Carson was saying. And I, I, I don't think he was complaining about the concussion protocol and testing itself taking too long. Like, we all get that. But it's, it's the same thing. And I can't remember if we were talking about it yesterday, if I was talking about it on Tuesday. But and then it, the same thing happened with Odell Beckham on Sunday. He went all the way down the field, all the way through warm-ups with the same visor on his helmet. And all of a sudden, his team gets in the red zone. And that's when... They, the refs yeah. pull him off the field and say, oh, no, 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 you can't wear that. You need to take that off your helmet if you want to play. It doesn't make sense. The timing of it. Right. And I think that's where the confusion is because it took too long. So he was sitting on – That you makes know, sense. Everything's going on on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And then it's time for him to go back in. And your in. adrenaline's pumping. You're ready. It's time for him to go back in. And they pull him off. And then all of a sudden, Josh McCown comes in and everyone in the world starts to panic, right? So now oh, we all man. freak out. And I, I, did, I, I, I didn't know what to do. No, I will admit, last week I was like, yeah, it was calm the whole time. No, that happened. And I was on, I was refing the first half of the game. So I was on my way home and I heard that on the radio and I was like, oh my panic. gosh. Yeah. It's that, like, you hit, hit the panic button. Literally. Like, I was panic. Like, is this, because there's so many things with Carson, like yeah. how we mentioned, he hasn't really had a season where he... He has actually he hasn't had any season where he's been completely 100% healthy the whole time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh my gosh, it starts already. Is this whole season going to be like last season? Is he going to come right back in and then there's a pending injury that nobody knows about until week eight? Yeah. And meanwhile, it's what everyone's talking about now, right? The conspiracy theories are absolutely pouring in based on the practice yesterday and, you know, the... What do you think about that, by the way? So I'm not super concerned about it because – so the Packers also did it. It's the same team that's also playing on Sunday and then who were mm-hmm. playing on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. Um, I also saw that the Colts did it because they have a couple guys that are injured and they just kind of – it's – So it's a thing now. It's like starting to become a thing a little bit, but it's I – the NBA. Yeah. I think load management. Load management. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that – you have to listen to your guys, right? Like a lot of these yeah. guys didn't play in preseason and, you know, everyone has their different feelings about that. And that's y- your opinion. I don't really have a problem with them not playing in preseason. That's just me, whatever. But, you know, guys are going to get banged up. It happens. And especially on- during this game, I mean, they were dropping like flies left yeah. and right. And it was, it was like, li- yeah, it was like last year when they played in New Orleans, the regular season game in New Orleans, people were dropping. Yeah. You know, like everyone just kept going down. Someone new was in the medical tent. Someone was being helped off. There was something going on at every point. And I just think that, I mean, okay, so practice was yesterday, right? Two games in eight days. If you want to go for a full live practice, you don't even have enough players to be mm-hmm. able to participate in a full live practice because there are so many of them hurt. So you keep all these guys involved by doing more of a walkthrough. and Which is smart, too, because then it allows them to kind of understand the playbook. Because you can study it, but it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so much different. Just obviously, if they're not going live, you know, there's still the timing. There's mm-hmm. still this. There's still that. But it, it, it just It gives- allows them to ask questions and... I feel like understand everyone's still engaged instead of the injured players being on a separate field doing rehab or off to the side or working with a trainer it's everyone can still be involved and engaged I just hope that it's enough to make sure that Mac Hollins and JJ Ortega Whiteside are ready to go for that you know the timing and all that stuff with Carson Wentz for Sunday yeah and that was Makes actually me nervous. Yeah, and that was I mean, that was one of the questions that we got today mm-hmm. on um on our Twitter was do you really think you trust Nelson Aguilar this weekend as the number 1 wide receiver and you know, you know how confident are you in the young pass catcher stepping up this week? W- what do you think? How confident are you? Uh, <laughs> I wish they could see my face cuz as soon as like I heard it again, my face was like lit up. Um I'm nervous about it to be honest because <laughs> I mean, listen, Matt Collins, he looked decent last week for, like, coming out. And then um, Aguilar, he did good last week, but besides the drop, obviously. Yeah. But the only thing I'm hoping with that drop and all the negative things that came out about it, Aguilar doesn't kind of get the yips again because we did see that in his previous seasons, which oh, yeah. makes me nervous because you do get a lot of backlash. But then Arcega Whiteside, I – or Arcega Whiteside, sorry, correct myself um, – I haven't seen him. You know what I mean? I haven't. I didn't really pay attention. I was like, yeah, this guy's not going to get much playing time, so I'll admit it. Yeah. But I hope he's good. I, from what I hear, he'll be decent. I don't know about how he'll be in his first game. So I think I, it's a hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, you could tell on Sunday that there were there were a lot of timing issues there. 
Um, and that's just a matter of, you know, not getting those number one receiver reps. And, you know, we talk about depth and everyone was saying, you know, oh, but you said the, the Eagles are so deep at all these different positions. Well, they are. When, when you say they're deep, it means one of them goes down and another one can step up. It's not three you lose go your down. three starters. It's not three go down at once. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Because, you know, we talked about it last week. We were expecting like a, a Dallas Goddard game down mm-hmm. there. You know, Alshon Jeffrey. They don't have corners that are the size of Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson can beat anybody. You know, you, you one of them goes down and you're able to say, okay, we can adjust Shift this it. here. Th- all three of them go down. And at one point, Nelson was out too. Right. I have – wait, And Carson was out. I have the list. Ready? Someone who either missed a play or was helped off the field. Dallas Goddard with a calf. Alshon Jeffrey with a calf. Deshaun Jackson with a groin. Carson Which Wentz, is now an ab, which is weird. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's, that's our next topic. Yeah, I am confused by that. Carson Wentz got hit in the ribs but then was evaluated for a concussion. Which I was also confused about. Jason Kelsey, concussion. Uh, Nelson Aguilar checked for a concussion. Tim Jernigan, foot. Corey Clement, shoulder. Sidney Jones checked for a concussion. Uh, Zach Ertz was helped off the field mm-hmm. and then let, was let back on. And JP was down for a play and was that a win knockout of him? I didn't know what yeah, that one it, was. Yeah, it was him and Tack McKinley were both kind of down for a second. I never saw what it actually was. Yeah, they was. didn't say anything. They didn't say what it was, but he was down at one point. So let's talk about that Deshaun Jackson situation. I don't even have a speculation on it. I'm like co- totally confused by it. So. I saw that before the season started, he had an ab thing, and there was apparently. Are you a, talking a, about like OTAs preseason? Well, he didn't really play in preseason, so I would assume. Well, like practice. So pre-season. I would, yeah. So I would assume yeah. camp. He had a little abdominal, it, uncomf- un- uncomfortable. They said it was a little bit of a tear, but nothing to be worried about. So apparently, this has been an issue for a while. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. How much we trust about that, who knows. Um, I think someone tweeted out today the play where you can see Deshaun running and kind of pull up on that groin a little bit and kind of grab the inside of his thigh and and hobble off a little bit. What we talked about yesterday on The Madness was usually that ab-groin combo is that dreadful sports hernia. (gasps) And that's what we're praying to all of the gods that exist in the world, that it is not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So hoping not. And wow, you just broke this news to me right here. <laughs> Messed Breaking my day news. up, Jess. I'm sorry. I didn't want to ruin your Wow. But now that's my conspiracy. I'm going with that. That's totally 100% believable because I didn't see when he got hurt because I said I missed the first half. So I was listening to it, but I didn't actually see the play. So I didn't know that you could actually see him have you, so the you tenderness s- in the groin. Yeah. So I was just assuming that they diagnosed it too fast and were like, Misdiagnosed, sorry, it's an ab. Kind of suspicious medical staff that they normally are. I didn't know right. that. So he was he was in the slot. They were going, I think they were going from left to right. He was in the slot. He just ran a, a little bit, a little bit of an out. And he was in the middle of the field alone. No one was covering him. And you just kind of see him come up and over. And just kind of when he made his break, it, was, it wasn't a hard break. It was more of a soft break. But you could just tell he kind of slowed down. And then as he's going off, you like see him grabbing at his inner thigh. Um, and it's kind of one of those, oh, is this the play that he kind of hurt his yeah. groin on? But if that's it, that's less of a, this worries me from a sports hernia perspective. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, you see him pull that groin, right? Not knowing about the abdomen kind of thing, especially because he looked fine against yeah. the Reds. I don't know. I really don't know. And apparently it started to bother him at the end of the game against the Redskins. So they took him out at the end he didn't really play much at like the very end of the game but that's that's kind of you know are they connected to the point where like if he is having soreness in his abs that it can make it easier to tear his groin you know what i'm saying like do they rely on each other that much i don't think so i think it's just when that sports hernia comes into play it's all that yeah it's like all of that connected it's like a hole oh i don't like that at all no i don't like that that scares me and then also the abdomen like dion my boyfriend he was out his oblique, which is right. like your side ab, he partially tore that, didn't even need surgery, but he was out for like a month and a half. Yeah. And, and couldn't even do baseball or anything. So let alone a football player sprinting as fast as he can, taking shots. Yeah. There that was, doesn't sound good either. There was something, I actually think it was um, BLG tweeted something earlier. Oh, Mike Garofalo's Eagles Our injury update. BLG? Yes. Said, if both of those guys, Deshaun and Alshon, based on the conversations that I've had, if both of those guys are back on the field for week five against the Jets, I would consider that a really good outcome for the Eagles. So, 
basically Deshaun and Alshon are likely out for at least two games, but maybe even longer. So, which is why that worries me. Going back, going well, not going back, going over to Alshon and Goddard because they're both the calf. I what is this is just my poor lack of knowledge. So I'm going to you. What is like a what do you do to your calf? Strain it? Like yeah. So is it just a pull, pull. of muscle? Yeah. And it gets tight? Like, does it kind of feel like when I do calf raises and I'm sore? Like, what's that feel like? You know? It's like, have you ever gotten like a Charlie horse? Oh, man. It's like that all the time. Okay, so that's that sucks. You can't play with that. You know, it doesn't feel good. It's like, you know, have you ever- Me, I'm like a calf injury. Oh my what God. What is that? <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's like, you know, I, so I'm, I'm a dancer, right? So yeah, like yeah. you pull a hamstring or something, like- it it sucks. Like it's really difficult. And you mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, Darren Sproles was out ten weeks with a hamstring. Well, yes. hamstring, yeah, yes. But it's like a very similar like down here kind of thing. Okay, so it's just something that like bothers you. Yeah, and, then and especially for forever. like a receiver who needs to be like can't be flat footed, needs and to be jump like good jumping, jump running, getting a good break on your route. Yeah, I mean, it's something that like for Alshon, maybe in a couple weeks, like maybe you know. In Lambo, could they like get down to the four and throw like a maybe a jump ball to him in the corner? I would hope so. Um, and you know, it, it was one of those things that someone said to said to Doug in their first press conference, like, "Hey, if this was like a serious game, like a playoff game, would they have been able to gut it out?" And Doug was like, "Well, I would like to think so that it, like anyone could, but like I don't." He was like, "I haven't even had my medical meeting yet. I don't know how bad these are. Like, yeah, I have no idea." Which I agree though with that statement and the fact like. Because he did say along the lines, like, yeah, basically they would, from my knowledge now. So I did like that, at least when I heard it, because if you can gut it out, like, I agree, it's what, week two? Yeah. Don't injure your guys for the whole entire season. Now, if it's, we're playing, I don't know our schedule by heart, but if we're playing Dallas the last week for the NFC title, okay, like, NFC's title, excuse me, but. I'm with you. Yeah, so like. That's different. I agree. Don't risk it right now. It's very suspicious. Worries me. Yeah. It's concerning. It's concerning. But we'll talk a little bit more about that as well as a couple other things. Um, Finishing breaking down this game as well as matchup with the Lions and a few other things. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jalen Ramsey um, and a few other things. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We are back for our second segment. So we got a little carried away there, went a little long <laughs> for the last game. There's a lot to cover, though, and we missed – we didn't get to one part, so we got to go through it fast. There's one topic we just got to hit on. Ronald Darby. Oh. Ugh. He did have an interception, and that's about the only good thing. That's about the only positive. <laughs> Out of the whole entire game. What is happening? He was not great. He was He was not great. Um, a lot of it goes back to what we were talking about last week about, you know, we talked about our concerns with the defense and maybe Mm -hmm. we would, you know, kind of wait to see what those concerns really were. Um, you know, a lot of the conversation was about screaming about Jim Schwartz, not calling blitzes and playing, um, you know, 10 yards off, what have you. And, uh, I think we, you know, Jim Schwartz, you know, obviously knows Matt Ryan's not great against the blitz. So you saw, yeah, I did like that. Yeah, the dime. You, you loved I liked it. it. You yeah. love it, right? It you worked. Love it him worked. going after Matt Ryan, and mm-hmm. it rattles him. It does. Yeah. However, what happens there is then your corners can't play as far off. Yeah, and you see why Jim Schwartz doesn't let his corners always play straight, man. And it's because they can't. As of now, they Hopefully. can't. <laughs> now, I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> I'm going to be as positive as I can. Yeah. Listen, Ronald Darby's 10 months removed from ACL surgery. He doesn't have the speed that he used to, and that's something that he will get back over Mm -hmm. time. It's something that he was known for, you know, he would get beat, but he'd be able to catch up and make a tackle. He can't catch up right now. That's just the way it is, so they need to do something about it. Sidney Jones looked a lot better. Sidney Jones had his first career interception. I love the way that Russell Douglas plays. I wish they would have kept him on Julio longer because he's a safety by trade, so he's a more physical corner, which is exactly the way Jalen Mills plays. And anybody who and tried to call stats already, anybody who tried to call me out for lying, saying I miss Jalen Mills, is an idiot. Because if you didn't miss Jalen Jalen Mills, you're an idiot. <laughs> because Jalen Mills hasn't let Julio Jones score a damn touchdown yeah, in three we years. Missed him. We saw what happened without Jalen Mills. Thank you for coming. I thought to of my you during talk. the game. Because Aww, of that. Because so you nice. said it last week. And then 
We saw what happened. I just, I just don't understand why people don't listen to me. I'm usually <laughs> right. People need to just listen to me. But but no, in all seriousness, and I there was someone you know that was kind of going back and forth with me on Twitter that was like, oh well, he's historically has let up the most yards, blah, 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 ranks this and yards received against and gained and blah blah blah. blah. And Julio's had or this many yards. And in case anyone forgot about how football works, the winner at the end <laughs> is who has the most points. Not who has the most yards. We saw that in Super Bowl 52. That is a true story. We did. <laughs> so I don't care how many yards he has. I don't care if Jalen Mills gets toasted for 90-yard gains up and down the field. If no one scores, I'm happy. No one scores if no one scores. No one scores, I'm happy. This all comes, comes and happens right after we see Jalen Ramsey get into a screaming match with his head coach on the sideline and it immediately requests a trade. It becomes known that Jalen Ramsey is on the trade block um, as well as Minka Fitzpatrick and Minka went for a first-round pick. So now they're looking for two first-round picks or a first-round pick, a later-round pick, and a player. Sam. Yeah, they will not get two first-round picks. What would you be willing to give up for Jalen Ramsey? First of all, do you want Jalen Ramsey here? Yes, okay. I want him. Okay. What yes. would you be willing to give up for Jalen Ramsey? Oh, catch me off guard. Um, I would definitely do a first rounder. Okay. Especially because I believe it'll not be super high right after this year. Yep. Hoping it's not. And then But you wouldn't do two first rounders. No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think anybody's gonna do two first I agree. rounders. I'm with you yeah. there. That's just yeah, that's yep. Rob will. <laughs> Our producer Rob will. He'll do anything. He'll give up anything. He will he oh, will anything. He will go to Jacksonville if it means that Jalen Ramsey could come up here. Wow. Maybe not okay. that. All right. But, okay, so <laughs> a first and – so a lot of the, the things that are going – a first, a third, and a variety of players. That's what I'm trying to think of the players that I've heard mentioned who I would give. So Dallas Goddard? No. Sidney Jones? Uh, that one, maybe. Uh, Vitae? That's my hardest one because I initially, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, give up Vitae. But at the same time, our offensive line did not do great last week. So I'm like – I mean, even though he's part of it, like you have to keep that stacked, especially with Jason Peters, who we don't even know what happened to him last week, but he yep. came out. So that's that's a maybe, but it's a scary maybe. And the last one was Russell Douglas. It's a maybe. That's a that's probably my most likely Douglas. So, so the only one in there that I wouldn't do is Dallas Goddard. So I would do anybody. I would do anybody. Now, I think it doesn't scare you on the O-line if you give up Vitae? Oh, no, it scares me. It absolutely scares me. But it's worth it. But I think In it would mind. be worth okay. it. Okay. Um, because yeah. I think that, you know, I, I don't think Isaac Sayamalo is going to play that poorly mm -hmm. again. I think he's mm -hmm. probably learned that that's not ideal and you need to do better. Um, and if he does, try to throw him in the tray. <laughs> yeah, if he does, see if we'll take him instead. <laughs> um, be like, excuse me, wait, no, we gave you the wrong one. We put the wrong one on the we plane. We said Salam. No, 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 you, you heard it wrong. Take him. This is the one. We yeah. put the wrong one on the plane. How about Same thing. Yeah, yeah. you got to mix it up. You heard it. You, you heard it wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I really think, so Vitae, I think, would act, honestly be one of the more appealing ones I agree. to them I because agree. of his versatility. Same with Rasul Douglas, honestly. Sidney Jones, I really haven't developed that much of an attachment to him yet because I really haven't seen enough of him. But I like his him. potential. And I do too. Young. I do too. Yeah. But I think if you're getting Jalen Ramsey with the thought that he, he has will proved, be here. Yeah, and has proved his potential. Yeah. So so that's, you know, kind of the biggest one. The you know What about the concerns about Ramsey's attitude? I don't think it's a big thing because I think when he comes into the veteran and he likes winning. That's why he has an oh, attitude. Oh yeah. So I think if he comes in here, he realizes he has a chance to win here and under these veterans, I think he'll be fine. So I'm not concerned about it, but I've seen a lot of concerns. So what are your thoughts? I also think that a big thing with that is like I don't really like Doug Marone as a person. Like I don't like the way he comes <laughs> off. Like I don't know him personally, but the like guy I sucks. I don't like the no, way he comes off in like interviews and stuff. Yeah. I just think he kind he kind of comes off a little bit like pompous and arrogant. And it, it, it actually gives me, like, Chip Kelly vibes a little bit from, like, the way mm -hmm. he used to kind right. of come off in interviews. And, like, yeah. not, like, a holier-than-thou kind of way, but, like, a... I know what I'm doing. I know better than you. Yeah. And I just think that that might be how he acts towards his players. And I think especially in an environment where they're not winning and things aren't going well and maybe you don't like the the scheme you're playing or you don't like what's being asked of you. And obviously you're watching other people like Nick Foles, who now has a broken collarbone, get paid a ridiculous amount of money and you deserve that kind of money. Mm -hmm. Not the same money because obviously it's different, well, yeah. but like you deserve to be you know compensated for 
on an equal kind of scale. I, I just think that for, especially for a young guy, like that doesn't sit well. And I, you know, people were saying that when they went on that, you know, run to the AFC championship game, he was a leader in that locker mm-hmm. room. And I think that, you know, being with a guy like Malcolm Jenkins and, you know, kind of being in this locker room and this culture, I mean, it wouldn't fly. And that would be something that they would make sure that was handled. And I don't really have as many concerns because he he would be winning. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, there have been other people that have been brought in that we've talked about. You know, Jay Ajayi was mm-hmm. supposed to be some sort of locker room cancer. Um, I'm trying to think who else. There, there are a couple There have been a couple. Yeah, there that, have been a couple that yeah. have come in that you're like, oh, well, I'm not sure. I don't have concerns when they come here because they make – a very big point to make sure that this team, they're not in well, and no negative even, attention. Yeah, wasn't Alshon even supposed to yeah. be a locker room cancer? I think it's going to – it would turn out almost exactly like that. Because mm-hmm. the reason he was, he wanted to win. And he said yeah. when he came over that he was going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so he guaranteed it, in fact. Yes, <laughs> he was correct. He was right. Okay, so now we're running out of time. we got to fly through the Eagles versus Lions. All right, Eagles versus Lions. The 1-0-1 oh, Lions. Yeah, someone called into the radio the other day. I don't know. I don't think it was on your show. I think it might have been on Mike Miss. But it was, I don't know, man. These Lions really scare me. Get out. Get out. Come leave. On. Absolutely leave. Get out. They tied the Cardinals week yeah. one, which they blew a lead to the Cardinals. Yeah, I know. They um they gave up 18 in the fourth quarter, which is absurd. Yeah. To and the then, Cardinals. And then couldn't score in overtime. Yeah. So that's why they ended in a tie. Great. Which is nuts. Not but great. I mean, you could try to, okay, it's week one. Everybody has a poor week one. You try to mm-hmm. give away with that. But then they win last week against the Chargers, but only 13 to 10. Yeah, the Chargers did not have a great game last week. So Matt Stafford has a new favorite weapon in uh, yeah. Kenny Galladay. He is, what did he have last week? I think it was 117 yards, a touchdown on eight receptions, which is great. Um, they're not very efficient on third downs. They don't have a run game, which is their fault. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't really have a run game, so they're going to be going through the air, which is obviously concerning when you talk about the Eagles and what you know, you've know you seen from them. So I think that they need to kind of ramp that up a little bit. And obviously that's going to be a point of focus this week in practice or you know whatever kind of practice they have. Matt Stafford has been playing well last week, 22 for 30, 245 He's yards, decent. two touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he also threw two interceptions. You know, they have a couple guys on their defense that are, that are you know, pretty decent, playing well. A couple good young guys that they're really excited about. But it's not anything that the Eagles shouldn't be able to overcome. It's very similar to the Redskins in the sense of they've got weapons. They've got a veteran quarterback. The offensive line is historically terrible. Matt Stafford gets absolutely <laughs> yeah. destroyed back there. And, um, you know, the defense, some good young pieces, but not anything super, super scary. You took the words right out of my mouth. You knocked it out. We're genius. We're yeah, right here. We're exactly. Right here. I was just going to say the thing, the scary part is, I mean, Stafford, he'll always play decent. He'll do a slightly above average. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback, always has been. Galloway is the concern of the game. And if yep. you shut him down, you got the game. But who do we trust to shut him down? I know. Who do That's you put out the there? Thing. Me? Yeah. Go ahead there, Jess. <laughs> You're fast. You might as well put me out there. This <laughs> I might be faster than Ronald Darby right now. <laughs> yeah. Who the heck knows? I might not be able to tackle as well as he can right now. Yeah, but is he but really tackling anybody? No, because they're so far away he can't get to exactly. them. Exactly. Oh, I'm being so mean. I'm so sorry. But I, I'm not. Well, really you knocked that, that out of the park. So let's just, should we move on or we, do well, we discuss sh- it? Should we do some predictions? Okay, yeah. Let's go into the predictions. What do you think the score is going to be and what do you think – What's what's your key to the game? What are you looking for to see from them? Okay, so from my the score, Eagles. I say Eagles win 27 to 24. I still think it's going to be close just because okay. you have Stafford, you have Galloway, and then you have you have other decent weapons. It's not like they have nobody, right. you know? Yeah. So I think it's going to be semi-close, and then like also the Eagles, you're, there's concern there. So 27-24 Eagles. My player to watch, I think this guy's going to have a big game. Ooh, I'm excited. Miles Sanders. Ooh, yes. I like it. I like it. Yes, because he came out. Everybody's been criticizing him. He hasn't. He's super duper hyped preseason. Yep. Came out. Hasn't had the best start. Um, he just said the other day, it actually hasn't been. The NFL isn't that bad compared to college and stuff. So I'm hoping that doesn't jinx him. But um, also, uh, Trey had his trench talk on our morning show today. Yep. And he was saying how um, sorry, the Lions D line. Mm-hmm. They're kind of confusing. Okay. So in a way, he just says that everybody last minute kind of jumbles around and everything, which mm-hmm. can cause them to be confused. So I, in my mind, I'm seeing Miles come out and just juke, confuse, and go right through. 
that might actually be really good for him because that would be very helpful for him to start to see the holes a little bit better. Exactly. He's been bouncing everything outside, and I think that's the main criticism at this point. You know, he's not faster than every linebacker and corner right now just because it's not college anymore. He's no longer just playing at mm-hmm. Penn State. So um, use his juke to advantage. Oh, I'm excited. I, I like that. I like that yeah. prediction, and I like I like him having a big game. I am going a little bit different from the score. It's still – it's not a – I mean, okay. It's not – I wanted this to be a blow. I wanted this to no. be a statement game. If you asked me the beginning of the season, I'd be like, oh. Running out of fireworks. 38 to 17. But no. Yeah. So I'm going to go 33 to 21 because I think the offense is going to step up. I think that they're going to have a better game with a little bit more practice and a game plan that's actually catered to the guys that are yeah, going to be playing on true. Sunday. Um, you know, I do think they actually are able to get the run game established a little bit here. You know, they had some trouble with that last week and that's just because of what they were seeing. You know, they tried, they started off with a balanced approach, um, you know, in the first 15, but you know, like we talked about earlier, it wasn't, it just wasn't working for them. And they Mm -hmm. trusted Carson, put the ball in Carson's hands to go out and make a play or make plays for them and, and, you know, kind of get that going. So for me, my score prediction is, I said 33 to 21. And I think that the person to watch this week is going to be Nelson Aguilar. I think he really is going to step up. He's in a contract year. He knows that he is a big part of why they lost last week. He feels it. He knows it. He's going to come out, and he is going to dominate this week. Darius Slay is not going to be able to keep up with him. I like it. That's my prediction. I like it. Aguilar and Sanders. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So before we go to our next break, we're going to talk a a little bit about what's going on in Philly this week fun things going on in philly so restaurant week so happening there okay so i looked there are some on broad street so we we have have to go go. we have to go yeah there was one that i like i was like drooling over the menu it looks so good i'll have to send it to you philly fashion week starting the opening party is monday at the gallery on east market rude of them to not invite us yeah why are we not there yeah we could all wear we just opened our own line on it (laughs) we opened our own line wow we did we could just wear babes on broad shirts. What are you doing? <laughs> on Broad Street, that's our runway. Be there or be square. Can we literally just wear babes on broad shirt shirts yeah, and walk it. up and down like the median that goes up to the up to City Hall? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, my mom was there in the city the yeah. other day. She sent me pictures. She's like, you need to take pictures right here on this we do. median. I said, That'd Oh be a no, hundred percent. That's yeah, it's in the works. Catch it's us in there. the works. Um and then you know, personal plug for my mom. Manifest <laughs> is in Maniunk this weekend. It's basically like a fall festival. It's like essentially like the arts fest mm-hmm. again bunch of stuff on main street there's a, supposed to be a, like petting zoo oh and a, there was something else that i saw that was like i was like ooh, oh pumpkin carving i love pumpkin carving. yeah a little um, early though yeah and then there'll all be um like all the restaurants and stuff but my mom and her art will have a little table set up yes. outside and it'll be awesome so if you're around this weekend head into maniunk it's 11 to 4 on saturday for manifest awesome and for people that don't know your mom actually made our logo yeah. So she's talented. Very talented. She's super talented. She yeah. did our logo. Shout out to Sean. She's great. <laughs> she is great. Okay. So we're going to send it off to our next break. And on the other side, we'll t- give you our recipe of the week, our drink of the week, and mean tweets. We are back for the final segment of our episode two. Almost done. So we're going to start it off with our recipe of the week, which just we were talking about this, and you came up with this one, and it sounds delicious, so I'm super it excited to hear about it. It was so good. So we we had people over on Sunday for the game, and since it was 8 o'clock, we had people come over early, and my sister and Joe and our friend Rob, they they went through these like crazy, and they're super easy. So they were barbecue chicken poppers. Literally all you do is you take some chicken, cut it up, fry it up a little bit, and heat up some barbecue sauce and then put it all together season the chicken up real nice before you fry it they were spectacular so when you say poppers is that in a pepper then no they were just called poppers i don't know okay, why so kind of like boneless wings yeah okay but oh. i didn't i didn't fry them super deep mm-hmm. i just did like a little one so they were a little bit crispy but not like oily and did you bread them i just i so I after I um I rinsed them off obviously and then I seasoned them up and then I just dipped them in the flour and put them in. I didn't do flour egg flour because okay. it so I didn't so it's have a that light super, breading. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't like Ooh. a super thick crust. Ooh. Ooh. So I'll post that recipe this week. Yes, and, please. Oh, they were so good. And Sam, our cocktail of the week. Our cocktail's the Corona Rita baby. One of my favorites. It's easy to make. It's yeah, a margarita. Everyone can do it. And it's a Corona. Our advice: use the big Coronas. Yep. 
And if you want to be a Trey Thomas Corona Rita, skip the margarita mix and just do tequila and Corona Rita. Or, or just, Corona. <laughs> or just do an extra shot of tequila. Or two. No, really. honestly, I really do add the margarita mix because it's better that way. You're not Trey Thomas, so don't do all tequila. But, yes, do an extra shot of tequila. Yeah. And it's a day game, too, so party it up, man. Yeah. You got all the time. Have, to have this Corona Rita at 9 a.m. Yeah, so then you, you have the hangover at, what, 3 o'clock, and you're good by Monday morning. Yeah, that's that is rough. We did we I mean, we put away a bottle of Don Julio at the at the first Yeah, game. and you guys that were That bottle was gone. You guys were sick like that whole week. So Yeah, and then we were sick, <laughs> which was a whole separate issue. But yeah, I I honestly I rolled up to the 4th and John tailgate to meet Trey with a lit, a box that had my Don Julio. I was like this in limes I'm and telling I was like, you, I'm coming. If you're going to meet Trey Thomas, you did it the right way. Yeah, it was fun. That man loves his tequila. Yeah. Trey, if you want to come hang out and have some more tequila, I'll be there Sunday. It won't be another <laughs> bottle of Don Julio. The way my bank account is set up, yeah. I got checking in a savings. All not <laughs> happening. Um, not happening. Uh, I'll buy cheap tequila, and it'll we'll still enjoy it just as much. <laughs> we probably won't put that whole bottle away though. That Don Julio went down way too smooth. Yikes! But you can find. I don't think I've ever had it. This is why you should have come. That's well, a shame. Well, you went out the night before, didn't you? That's why you guys didn't come tailgate. Yes, and then also Dion had to leave. We had to have him at the airport at like five, so no fun. No. Um, but you can find our recipes. They're on our Instagram at Babes on Broad um, under the highlight tab, right? Yeah, they're under there under the highlights. And if you try them, send us pictures, and we'll post about yeah. it. Yeah, I want to know if you like our recipes or if you get drunk off our drinks. Woo woo, Corona Rita! <laughs> Super excited. It's my we'll favorite. make Corona Ritas and they'll be so much fun. Salt on the rim, or else you're not doing it right. True. I'm much more of a sugar person on the rim, though. I like sugar. Okay, I'm a salt. Like, I love salt. <laughs> like, you like a lot. salt on everything? Everything. You're one of those? I put so much, it's disgusting how much salt I put on everything. Interesting. All right, well, good. fun fact about Sam. Fun fact about Sam. Good to know the next time I make dinner and you come over, yeah, extra right. salt on Sam's plate. It's not an insult. I just really like salt. That's fine. I believe you. All right, so with that, we're going to move into our mean tweets. And we have a couple this week because we went through something very interesting. That's something very interesting is the fact that on the article that Bleeding Green Nation posted about <laughs> us joining, for some reason, people think our lovely friendship picture, just because Sam is a giant, people think, that we look like we are in a relationship and we are in a couple. It's our couple picture. Yeah. It might be our couple picture. What does it matter Whatever. to you? Yeah, right? It's not. like, but <laughs> Our like, boyfriends. Yeah. Our boyfriends are like, yeah, well, yeah that's I our couple point picture. Out, I want to point out that it was my boyfriend's idea <laughs> for the picture. We did the cool like post up. Hey, we even did a Mike Scott. We were like, yeah, we're so cool. And then my boyfriend who took those pictures, he did a very good job with it. He iPhone. did. Thanks, yes. Dion. And he was the one that was like, you guys should look like you love each other. And and then we took it. He was like, "This looks great. This is great, guys." And I thought it was super cute. And I love it too. I still love it. I do too. I think it's adorable. (laughs) And but we had you know people asking us if we were in a relationship, which was I think this says I think I understand where you're coming from. Are they a couple? Is this just a terribly bad picture or pose? Are they trying to attract weird dudes? So many questions. Well, can we no. To go further on that one, because I was backlashing that one because I did not like you that got person. Upset about that, and so, I was, I was here because for then it. she, I said something, and this girl goes and she's like, "Well, don't get me wrong, I love girl on girl action," and I'm like, "You what? <laughs> you are here just to troll and to try to be cool," I was and like, I uh... was like, "You got your attention." So you're welcome. We were like, uh, and I was just like, and that is what, that's like, you know, that meme where it's like the thing well, walking in the door and walking out. It's like you walk in, yes. see that, walk back out. I and was like, if you I'm like out. girl on girl action, support our lesbian picture. <laughs> <laughs> support us for the love of God. Uh, but then, so Jeez. meanwhile, but then there's like, so that, that we got a big kick out of. That was yes, pretty funny, that was funny, honestly. But then there's the ones that like someone will comment on like one of us will post a picture of us and someone will respond and be like, yeah, you're the pretty friend. And you're like, please don't try to do this to us. Like, we're just, we're just out here trying to have a good yeah. time. Like we're, we're friends. We're not gonna like, don't, don't, don't try. Don't try that. It's really. And it's like, you don't even specify. So like, yeah, okay, thanks. We're both the pretty thanks. friends. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Always I, a competition. Yeah. I don't understand that one. 
Um, another great tweet from the same person who had the one about me giving Chuck Norris advice and you being <laughs> the first six foot uh, on your birthday. Happy birthday to WNBA alternative Sam Wilson. And they he put this gif of this like absolute midget and this giant <laughs> high fiving. And I was like, oh, my God, it's me and Sam. Well, I know what's funny that goes along with that. So in college, I was friends with like I was on the volleyball team. So like yep. all the athletes hung out on the wrestlers. They're typically short. So I was taller than a lot of them. Uh-huh. And it was when Wonder or Wonder Woman, that's her name, right? Yep. Yeah, so it was when that came out. They all called me Samazon. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? <laughs> Samazon. <laughs> it was clever. That's hilarious. Yes. That's hilarious. She's really not, like, she's 5'10". She's not an absolute giant, but next to I'm me. Tall. Yeah. Next to me, you look tall. Yeah. It's just funny because <laughs> that's the only reason that we look like we're a couple, and I just think it's funny. That gif was absolutely hilarious. It was funny. Um, and then naturally... Uh, the state of Utah found me once again over the weekend. <laughs> I didn't watch the, any of the Team USA. First of all, I was nobody not, did. I wasn't paying for ESPN Plus. Second of all, I wasn't paying to wake up and you know early in the morning to watch the lowest tier of NBA players say, get their asses handed to them by. Third of all, it was our default players. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It was terrible. So someone was like, "Oh, did you even watch the game? Did you?" Oh, I tweeted Donovan, the Donovan Mitchell game, a loss because I guess he yeah. had a lot of points in one game. That he they had sixteen. St- I looked it up. They because still lost. They tried to troll you, Yikes. and the guy was like, "He did so good." He yeah. had sixteen. Stop it. Um, did you even watch the game? Did you see his stat line? Kemba lost the game for them, and I literally was like, "I didn't watch the game because I have better things to do than watch the lowest tier of NBA players play at nine a.m." Um, and he goes, "So then, stick to writing about Philly sports and quit talking out of your ass about stuff you didn't even watch." I literally just said they lost. <laughs> People are stupid. People are um, stupid. And then someone responded to that and said, she's a woman. They're not good at listening to all matters and taking them into account. Well, don't start the she's a woman argument with me because it will end there. <laughs> it will end there. And especially if you call me hun, sweetie, dear, doll, any of those things when you're trying to patronize me, I will end you. Yes, I will end you I so agree fast. Oh, so fast. But that is... That now you've got to cool down. Now I have to cool down. Now I have to breathe. <laughs> but to cool down, we're just going to close out our show because that's all mm. the time we have today. So thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Thank you to our producer, Rob. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. Sam's Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18. My Twitter is at RunThisTown with an E13 and Instagram at Jessica underscore town. Download the podcast, rate, review, share the show um subscribe subscribe we want to hear what you think yes you can listen to us anywhere spotify google play itunes anywhere bgn radio and make sure you visit our store and get yourself a babe squad shirt babe rep the babe Babe squad Squad. and send us your pictures and we'll post those too so from myself and sam we're the babes on broad and we'll see you next week go birds go birds More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.